0: Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. You can find more helpful advice at focusonthefamily.com slash parenting podcast. You might have
1: heard a Bible verse that says children are a gift from God. And there may be times in your life where you're thinking, thank you, don't want it. But the truth is they really are a precious gift. And it's something important for us to remember that We're stewards of the most precious thing God has for us, which is a child. Uh, I'm John Fuller, here with Focus on the Family's Head of Parenting, Danny Huerta. And children come from God, and we kind of turn them back over to Him, especially when we're struggling. It's like, here, God, I I don't want this child anymore, or right now. Um, Jeannie Cunyon is an author and speaker, and she emphasized this matter of perspective and thankfulness for the gift as she spoke with Focus President
2: Jim Daly and me. Jeannie, I want to turn a little bit um, to specific issues that some might be facing. Um, There's other challenges that moms face where their children are suffering in some way, um, from rejection, a mistake they made, or simply because life is hard. Um, you know, it's not going the way the teenager wants it to go. Maybe they're not as popular as other kids are, whatever it might be. Um, you describe a time when one of your boys was suffering from rejection and how that broke your heart. So in this formula of grace and pursuing God in Romans eight twenty eight, that all things work for good to those who love the Lord and are called by his name, that's a tough way to parent too, because your children somewhere will suffer in some way.
0: Yes.
2: And there is a benefit to suffering. So tie that all up for me.
0: Oh, that's a big one. (laughs) Yeah, it is a big one. (laughs) You know, I think when we think about that passage, you know, God works all things together for good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And the most beautiful part of that, I think, is the next verse, which talks about what is the good to which he's calling us. And that is conformity to the likeness of his son and so if we can if if i can as a mom remember that that the that the hardships and the, the sufferings that my kids go through that i walk through alongside them that god is using them he can be trusted to use that to conform them into the likeness of his son
2: you know how contrary that sounds to our culture of I know. winning but it's The quarterback, you're on top. It's me versus you. It's a zero-sum game. And by the way, I'll pray for you as a Christian, right. but it's still the same game. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's true. We're about being winners in this culture.
0: Well, we have to get honest as parents about what is our greatest hope for our kids.
2: Right. That's a great question What to is coming it? coming back to.
0: What is our greatest hope?
2: So what was that story where your, your son, one of your sons, we don't need to, his name, obviously, but what was the suffering he was going through and what was your solution?
0: It was peer rejection. Meaningful, Mm. deeply painful peer rejection. What age? Tween. Okay. And one of the things that came out of that was a change in my prayer life because I kept praying to the Lord, Lord, you know, obviously I'm praying for relief. So (laughs) where I could be praying, Lord, use this to, you know, create perseverance because perseverance creates character. But as a mom, I want to see my son relieved from his pain, right? Even though I know everything that scripture teaches me about how God will use that. But I was praying for my son and I kept saying, my son, my son. And I felt the Holy Spirit prompt me to start praying for him as your son.
3: Mm.
0: God, he's your son. I can surrender him back to you. So I'm praying for my son, but at the end of the day, God, he belongs to you and you love him infinitely more than even I do, which is hard to fathom. But help me trust you with the child you have entrusted to me because he's your son and so i started to pray for all of my boys that way particularly in hardship lord help your son in this painful experience or help your son as he struggles with sin and temptation god would you help your son equip him with the power of your word to fight against sin and temptation
1: don't you think jeannie that a lot of moms would despite what you just said, want to get in there and fix this, you know, talk to the other parents and, and I help want straighten to fix out it. some of this. Yeah. You know, right? I mean, we're
0: good at problem solving, yeah. but we do our best parenting through prayer. Huh. We do. We do our best. So I'm a problem solver. It's my first go-to to fix, fix, fix. And thank God I have a husband who says, let's pray, pray, pray. Let's take this to God in wow. prayer. Hmm. Um, and so, yes, I'm a problem solver, but we, what our kids need for us to be more than problem solvers is prayer warriors. Our kids need us to be prayer warriors Mm. because God can do immeasurably more than we could ever ask or imagine. As hard as we are going to try, you know, he can blow us away. Yes, You know, if I can remember. Uh, One of the really fun things that came out of writing from this book for me was if I can remember God's sovereignty and his faithfulness and his goodness, if I can really hold on to that, then I stop wanting to write my son's story. And I become grateful that God never gave me the pen, (laughs) honestly, because I'm trying to write his story as if I really know what's best for him, as if I can see the end game. So it's not like something you can hold on to, but honestly, if I can keep remembering God is sovereign, he is faithful, he is good, yeah. then it helps me unclench my fists that are trying to control outcomes, because yes. that's what I do. And I can surrender the outcome to God, because if surrender, I we tend to think of surrender as like giving up, and it's not, right, like just saying, all right, I surrender them to you, God, I give up. Yeah. But it's not giving up, it's giving over, So it's this constant handing over of my boys back to God Mm -hmm. and saying, you write the best stories, you've always proven to be trustworthy, and I'm going to choose to trust you in these things that feel like I sure would like to clench my fists and control the outcomes.
2: Yes.
1: Yeah, there's a a daily rhythm of saying, Lord, I, uh, you know what, I'm in over my head. I don't know how to parent this child well. Would you help me, please? Would you take control of this child? Uh, And Jeannie addressed that uh, in that clip. Having tight control over our kids is not going to guarantee that they turn out all right. Um, Framework is important. What do you think, Danny? uh, Help us um, understand a little bit more from what Jeannie was saying.
3: Yeah, uh, it's interesting, John. In a recent survey of 2,200 parents, Christian and non-Christian, 90 percent—and these are parents of zero to five-year-olds—90 percent said— Children are a joy of their life, the top joy. And then 7 out of 10 said that it's the hardest thing they've ever done.
1: These are not uh, diametrically opposed concepts, are they? It is a great, great joy, but it's also super hard. I mean, these little kids, especially as they get older, they, they can try a person.
3: Yeah, and, you know, over time, if they just feel controlled and they don't learn how to make decisions and how to have uh good conflict with parents they miss out on some skill sets mm-hmm. as as adults they they become defensive there're just some things that as parents, we need to be aware of that we're not here to control our kids. We're here to teach them. And there's a fine balance. Some of us land more on the control side, some more on the permissive side. And then there's that parenting, right, where you have conflict between parents because of parenting. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and, and That's parenting. a new one. Okay. <laughs> that's <laughs> right. I'm just throwing that in there. <laughs> and the the, the the term that's used in scientific research is authoritative parenting, a balance between being sensitive, and a balance with, with being uh, a, a parent with boundaries and control. Yep. And that's where we developed the seven traits of effective parenting. Okay. Off of the research of authoritative parenting.
1: And those seven traits are something that really guides you and the parenting team here at Focus. Just give a quick headline on, on what they are and why they're so important.
3: Yeah, the, the seven traits that we looked at as very important, as key for parents, are love, steadfast love, right? And then respect boundaries, intentionality, adaptability, gratitude, and then forgiveness and grace. Mm. If if you work on those seven as a parent, the research says and Scripture says that you will be an effective parent, especially mm. coming from a biblical perspective on what science is affirming.
1: Yeah, that's good. Well, you can learn more about the seven traits and uh, take a free parenting assessment. We've got that at the website. We do have Jeannie's book, Mom Set Free, which offers... Uh, tremendous insight about how moms need to learn to break free from all that pressure of churning out a perfect child. It's just not going to happen. We'll send that book Mom Set Free to you when you make a donation of any amount to Focus on the Family. Uh, Get details about the book, about the assessment, the seven traits, and our counseling team. Uh, That's a free resource that we offer here at Focus on the Family. All the details are in the show notes. Next time, more from Jeannie Cunyon about giving ourselves and our children permission to be, and I like this word, average. I'm John Fuller. On behalf of Danny and the entire team, thanks for listening today to the Focus on the Family Parenting podcast.